The upcoming presentation is a two-man power trip of wrestling podcast production. What's up, guys? It's the phenomenal AJ Styles. You're listening to the two-man power trip. Hey, Johnny. Cool, man. What's going on? We ready to go or what? Okay. Welcome to the two-man power trip of wrestling and the latest podcast. I'm your host, JP John Paz. With me, of course, the former head writer for the WWF and WCW, the former WCW World Heavyweight Champion, which I always say, and it's crazy to say, but it's true, he is Mr. Vince Russo. Vince, welcome back. How you doing? What is going on, John? How are you doing, man? Doing good. Doing good. I'm curious though what you think of triple h's booking is triple h's booking doing good what do you think about the latest in raw smackdown and just uh, all around wwe well let's get one thing straight the only wrestling i watch is wrestling uh, i get paid to watch I, okay. I, I am not wasting a second of the time i have left on this planet to watch wrestling unless you pay me to wrestling therefore i get paid to watch raw so raw is all i watch i don't watch any aew I don't watch SmackDown. I don't watch NXT. The only show I watch is Raw. And uh, thus far, I am seeing no differences between Triple H and Vince McMahon. None whatsoever to the point of I I am really starting to question um, if Vince McMahon is truly still involved and if he is uh, to what point. Because I am, I am, I'm talking about Raw now. You know, people, you know, carry on about, uh, you know, SmackDown because, you know, Sami Zayn is is popping the bloodline. So, like, that, that that's a big deal. Um, I am only talking about Raw. This show is horrible. This show absolutely sucks. I don't see any positive changes whatsoever to this show since Triple H took over. And that is a 100% shoot. I do not think there is anything better on this show. What do you not like about it? Like, what's what are you having a problem with? Oh, my God. The same same things. The same things. Even worse. And I'll, I'll tell you what's worse about it. The same things. No stories. Zero, zero stories. We, we we had a match this past Wednesday because uh, Jey Uso slapped uh, Matt Riddle's bongo drum. Like that, that was the angle of the match. There are absolutely no stories. And if there are no stories, then these matches are going to go on forever, which they do. Miz and Johnny, Johnny, watch me slap my leg, went on freaking forever. And then, bro, what makes it even worse than Vince is bringing bringing over all these NXT people, and bro, they're they're independent workers at, at best. They're, they're amateurs. They are not 
pros. At, at, at least Vince drew the line when it came to these NX, NXT workers. Triple H ain't, ain't drawing no line, man. He he's he's he puts those Sky Sisters in like every main event, and they suck, bro. They're, they're terrible. Somebody is going to get hurt. So I, as far as Raw, I don't see one single positive. Now I I will tell you this on on SmackDown, I'm always interested in what Bray Wyatt is doing. But that has nothing to do with 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 WWE. That's got nothing to do with SmackDown. That's got nothing to do with Triple H. That's got to do with Bray Wyatt. Because, you know, I know Bray Wyatt is coming up with a lot of that stuff on his own. So I am always interested in what Bray Wyatt is doing. Bro, outside of that, there is nothing I am. I, I'm not going to watch amateurs, bro. I, I mean, bro, I don't I don't watch double A and triple A baseball. I watch professional baseball. You know, I'm I'm not a fan of big of, of B movies. I want to see blockbuster movies with movie stars. I don't want to see opening warm-up bands. I, I want to see Elton John. I want to see the stars. They're not stars on freaking Monday night, bro. It, it's this this is supposed to be the greatest wrestling in the uh, wrestling company in the in the world let alone the country in the world these are not pros on this roster there's like maybe 10 people that i would consider the the best at what they do the rest of them are amateurs bro they they are absolute amateurs i i, I was a hundred times better a performer than than ninety percent of the people I see on TV today. That didn't pop you when uh, Mustafa Ali was talking and Bobby Lashley attacked him and threw threw him like a piece of garbage. No, I, I mean <laughs> I, I thought I thought that was funny for personal reasons because you know I, 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 Ali took a shot at me like right. like like he's ever gonna accomplish in the wrestling business what I did. So for for personal and self selfish reasons, I thought that was funny, but. I mean, come on, John. You, you're talking. You, you're talking about a 10 second spot over the span of three hours. The main events have not been good. That's the one thing that I've noticed. That for Raw, anyway, every time, like the main, it just doesn't keep you clicked in. You, you don't really want to stay to the end. But that's the big thing to me. I I haven't enjoyed any of the main events really. They've been awful, bro. The couple of weeks with, with Nikki Cross. Nikki Cross is going to close your show? I mean, seriously, bro? That That's what we're down to? Horrible, bro. Just hard. Like I said, man, the second I stop get, the second I stop getting paid to watch wrestling, I will never watch it again. What did you think about Nikki Cross throwing the twenty four seven title in the garbage? Well, yeah, I, I I thank them, bro, for giving us three years of shit TV, bro. Th- thank you very much for giving us three years of garbage, only to admit at the end of three years it was garbage. Really, bro, it, it took you that long to realize the twenty four seven title was garbage. It took you three years to figure that out. Thank, thank, thanks for wasting my time. She kind of missed the garbage can, though. I don't know yeah, if you caught that. Did. She did. I did. Yeah. yeah. Do you remember when you had Scott Hall and Nash playing with the WCW TV title and they threw the title in the trash? 
was that an homage to Hall and Nash in your booking there? God, I I I don't I, I I'm vaguely 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 do I remember that probably so because probably I thought the uh, U.S. title was just useless. And no, then, he still it was the TV title, so he was the Scott Hall was the U.S. champ and the TV champ. He's like I don't need the TV title. Yeah, that's so what I'm there. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's that's what I'm saying. I yeah. probably thought the TV title was just useless. That's why we did that. And then remember, Duggan finds it in the trash, and he he's the janitor, and he becomes the TV champ on Saturday night when uh, Jimmy Hart was booking the show. I don't even I don't remember. Oh, why wow, you don't remember that? Oh, so yeah. he's the janitor sweeping up, and he's I remember like, oh, he was the janitor. I don't remember yeah. him finding the TV title. Yeah, and then on Saturday night when Jimmy Hart was booking that show, he always had like a title defense for Duggan yeah. as a TV champ. Yeah, uh, yeah, I don't remember that. With Nikki Cross and with people like, oh, Russo had Hall do that and stuff. They also were looking at it. So a lot of people saying when they put the Raw Triple well, X on, yeah, it, yeah, Russo had Hall did that. Because keep in mind, bro, I inherited the TV title. So right. it's not like the TV title was my idea. And then after three years, I realized, oh, this idea sucks. We're going to throw in. The no, I inherited the TV title. And I, I you know, there, there were there were so many titles at WCW at the time. I just didn't feel it was necessary. So people were saying, OK, like that. Oh, that reminded me of Russo. But they were saying the, the raw XXX. They're like, oh, is Russo booking? You know what I mean? Just the, the look of it. The 30th uh, anniversary don't, just don't, looks don't, like Don't X. compare. Don't don't say is Russo booking it. Don't, oh, don't, that's what people were saying. Yeah, 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 don't don't tie Russo into any of this, bro. This is horrible. I, I, I got to be honest with you, John. I, I don't know how guys like you still watch wrestling. I, I, I was I was online uh, during the crown jewel, which I was not watching. And, you know, R Raj Geary, you know, who is a friend of mine, he lives out here in Colorado, like he's, I, I, I don't know how you guys watch this. I mean, bro, you, you do a show dedicated to the greatness of Hulk Hogan. You, yeah. You've had Hulk, Hulk I, I don't know how you guys watch, bro, they're, they're amateurs. They're, they're literally, I would not watch, I don't watch minor league baseball. I watch professional sports. I don't watch minor league sports. They're minor leaguers, bro. I don't, I, I just, I can't understand how somebody that was a fan of, of during a time that I was, I just, I don't understand how they're watching the same thing I'm watching. I got to be honest, Monday nights, I do not watch a lot of Raw because Monday Night Football's on, and I have a lot of a lot of in, uh, invested into uh, fantasy football, so a lot of guys are playing. Yeah, so I usually don't watch that much of Raw, but when yeah. I do watch, I'm like, eh, it's, you know, not great. I like SmackDown because I like the bloodline. I love Roman Reigns, so I like watching SmackDown. Yeah, yeah no, Roman Reigns is a pro. I mean, no no question about it, but, but I mean, my God, bro, stack up half of this roster to Roman Reigns. They should not eat. They should not even have a job with the company, bro. Roman Reigns should be the standard bearer, and like that—that—that's the quality of wrestler and the quality of sports entertainer that we should be seeing on the show across the board. Man, they—they they go from Roman Reigns to like the gutter, and it's come on, man. I swear that some of these people and Triple H is just. Putting them on TV and the the casual audience is never going to give a shit about these people, man. You think you you think Johnny Gargano is going to get over with the casual audience? 
Are you kidding me, bro? You 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 got 90% of the casual audience sitting at home and saying, I, I could whoop this guy's ass. Why is why is he on TV? He could be the ultimate underdog, though, no? The ultimate underdog, dog. my ass, yeah. bro. God, Nothing that. come on, man. This this guy, this guy is atrocious. They, they call this guy the greatest worker in the world. And, and I'm blatantly seeing him slapping his leg 15 times a match. That's not being a great worker, bro. You're showing me it's fake. You're showing me it's fake, bro. You're you're slapping your leg right in front of the camera for everyone to see. And this is the greatest worker in the world. God, bro, if, if this is the greatest worker in the world, who's the worst worker in the world? I don't know. I don't think he's better than Brian Danielson, though. I know that. So I, w- I wouldn't put him say I wouldn't say he's the greatest. But what did you think of like you know, like his thing with the Miz. Like, did you think that it was sucked, bro? It sucked. The story sucked. And 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 I I I said at the very beginning, bro. At the very beginning, I said, and 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 the videos out there. I said they are messing up this angle so badly, and this angle doesn't make any sense. And the only way they're going to make sense out of this angle is to say that Miz and Loomis were working together. I said that about three weeks in, bro. I said that's what they go. What they've made a mess out of this angle by by never knowing where they were going, what the payoff was going to be, and 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 bro. And then they realized they made a joke out of it by 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 having Gargano. Explain something to attempt to make some kind of sense out of it. When when that flopped, then they went back into the well again to have him further try and explain it, bro. I swear to God, it's like you you're you're walking along the road and you step in a big freaking steaming pile of dog shit. And, and you look at the bottom of your shoe, oh, shit, I stepped in dog shit, and what do you do? You step in it again. It, 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 this is such a horrible, bro, this is up there with Katie Vick. This is up there with, you know, what TNA did with whatever, that 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 girl with AJ and all. It, it's atrocious, bro. And you know why that is? Because Triple H is a freaking wrestler. Triple H is not a writer. Triple H is not a, 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 a television writer. He doesn't know how to format shows. He doesn't know how to write long-term stories. You know, could, could he produce himself? Could he write for himself? Absolutely, bro. But writing and producing and creating for a whole roster is something completely different. And just because you were the WWE 15 times champion, it doesn't make you qualified to write a television show. That's the freaking problem. And what does he do? He brings in his friends that are going to help him write the television show. It, it, it makes me laugh, bro, that these people actually believe anybody can write a television show. Obviously, the numbers are telling you that that's not true. Do you think too many surprises? Like he keeps bringing back somebody. It's almost every week there's a return of somebody. They're not surprises because they're nobodies. 
bringing back NXT people, bro, you're you're popping an audience you already have. They're they're nobodies, bro. And again, that that's why you know casual fans, regular television viewers, that's why they don't watch this show anymore, bro. Did you like Logan Paul being brought in? I didn't watch any. I don't watch SmackDown. I I I, I think it was a good deal, a good idea. From some of the highlights I saw, I, I mean, he looked like he was better than 80% of the roster. And, yeah. and, and that, that's a problem. Bro, if you're bringing in a guy and he's got three matches under his belt and he's outshining 80% of your roster, something's wrong, bro. Pretty bad if you look at it because him and Roman Reigns had an awesome match at the pay-per-view over there in, in Saudi. I know obviously you didn't see it, but, man, it's like, holy crap, this guy's only three matches in and he's exactly. that good? Exactly, bro. Yeah, and, I mean, that that's a good idea. I mean, that's a good marketing idea and trying to play off his, uh, you know, his fame and his audience. I, I totally, totally get that. And his brother was brought in, obviously big big into the boxing world but his brother was brought in and then he beat up the usos so they're teasing something with bringing him back too yeah yeah but bro what 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 difference does it make bro because even if they drew the logan paul fans and the jake paul fans even if they drew them bro to the wwe okay even if they brought their audience over okay the audience is watching a show that sucks so once once those guys leave, they're not going to watch the show anymore. If you're going to have guys like that, bro, and the idea is to bring them in, to bring their huge audiences over, then you've got to do something to capture their audience. Bro, the, the, those people are going to tune in. They're going to watch Logan Paul just like they did Bad Bunny. And as soon as those guys leave – they're never going to watch the show again. They're going to watch Nikki Cross, bro. That is true. I mean, you, how do you how do you hold them? How do you keep them? You have how, a good you show. You have a good show, bro. We, we used Mike Tyson the same exact way. We used Mike Tyson to bring in the Mike Tyson audience and and the boxing audience and you know his celebrity. And the idea was. We know we're going to have a larger audience as long as Tyson's on. We've got to keep those audience stay tuned for when he leaves. We we knew that, bro. You're not going to do that by writing crap television week after week after week. But with the writers that are there now, do you think it's a problem that some of them don't even know anything about wrestling? Do you feel like the writers need to know something about wrestling to be there? I, I, bro, you need to know about wrestling and you, you need to know about writing. You 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 need to know those two things, which I knew. I've got I, I have a degree in journalism. I've written books. I've written uh I, I I've written pilots, I've written sitcoms, I, I've written full-length movies. You you have to have an experience in both bro and you know the these writers coming in i don't know what their experiences are in, in wrestling and on the other side of the coin triple h i know what his experience is in writing zero so yeah bro so you you so what do you when a wrestler is writing the show what are you gonna get bro you're gonna get all wrestling and that's only going to appeal to 
wrestling marks, you know, that, you know, they, they, they believe it's real and that's what they want to see. You're never going to expand the audience. So I know you went to wrestling school with Johnny Rods. Do you think the writers should do some, not training per se, but go down to the performance center? Oh, absolutely. 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 That's why I did it, bro. Because my mindset was if I'm going to get into this business I want to learn and know everything about it. That was my I didn't I didn't go to Johnny Rods' school because I wanted to be a freaking wrestler. N- never once in my life did I want to be a wrestler or want to be a manager or want to be on a wrestling show. Did I want to be a baseball player? Absolutely yes, 1000%. Would it have been great to be a rock star? Absolutely, 1,000%. Did I ever want to be a manager slash wrestler? No, never. I did it as part of the education. Uh, Just a quick sidebar here. Are the Giants going to get judged? What's going on? I hope so, bro. I mean, I hope so. They they are saying uh, they are not going to be outbid. uh, And if they don't get judged, it's not going to be over money. I mean, so they are saying the Yankees, the Mets, the Dodgers, nobody is going to outbid them. So it's really going to come down to where he wants to play. Well, is he going to play center for the Giants or are they going to put him in right? Um, I don't know, bro. It just depends on what else they do this offseason. But he, he he grew up in 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 Sacramento. I mean, he grew up problem, a giant yeah. fan. Yeah, I mean, his, for the his family, yeah, his family's from there. That that's a big deal. Plus, on top of that, bro, the Yankees had their shot, and they they freaking lowballed him. Oh. Now, I'm I'm not saying he's not going back to the Yankees, but I, I am saying the Yankees are not going to outbid the Giants. I guess they're going to have to put the C on his chest in order to get him and, and offer him comparable money, I guess. Well, I don't think the C on his chest is going to mean shit. It, you know, I mean, the, the bottom line is if, if the Giants are true to their word and he can get more money playing closer to home, I, I don't see why he wouldn't take it. Man, so probably $40 million a year maybe, which is nuts. Could be, bro. Could be forty million. Could be eight years. I mean, you know what, what, whatever it is, man. I remember Cashman. Remember years ago, he lowballed Jeter, and Jeter came back anyway. <laughs> I hope the same thing happens for the Yankees. Because, geez, if they didn't have Judge, I don't know where they'd go. Or I don't yeah. know where they'd be. Well, you know, bro. There's another side of that story, though, John. And the other side is, bro. They they haven't won it with Judge. Like, seriously, like yeah, he's been I, I awful mean, in the playoffs. Yeah. yeah. I mean, first of all, bro, we're talking about Yankee Stadium. So it's not like, OK, bro, if Judge goes, you're going to you're going to hurt in attendance. Th- that's that's not going to happen. The Yankee fans are going to come out. So when I look at that kind of money, I'm like, bro, you never want it with the guy. Like if I can get three other guys for that same amount of money. I mean, you know, that's, you know, so I, I mean, I think that's the other side of that. I don't know. It would be funny to think with like the Yankees without him, like where would they have been this year? I don't, I don't even think they make the playoffs. They, were, they yeah. would have been so bad. Bro, the interesting thing is, though, if the Giants do get him, the Giants open up this year at Yankee Stadium. Wow, really? What a coincidence. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So that, I mean, that, that would be pretty interesting. Are the schedules different now? They're not doing. Oh yeah, no, bro. The schedules are different now. Every team plays every team. 
So oh, you, so not you, doing the, the yeah, strong you, schedule. You used to play the teams in your division 19 times, so the Giants would have to play the freaking Dodges. Now you play every single team. Wow. Yeah. Damn. That would be crazy, though, if he opens that'd up be, his first, first series is, is with yeah. against his former team. That'd be and crazy. I was, I was reading that his replacement, they're looking at some Japanese guy, Ishida or something. Did you see that? I didn't see uh, that, no. Uh, I forget what team he plays for in Japan, but they're like, that could be Judge's replacement or right field. Like, they're looking at some Japanese player. Like, are they yeah. crazy? Well, they had uh, they had a lot of uh, – um, Well, Hideki Matsui was awesome. Yeah, I yeah. mean, they had a great yeah. experience with Matsui, bro. I mean, you know, he was, a, he was a great Yankee, so, you know, why not? Actually, he was a more clutch player than Jeter, which people for some reason don't realize. Yeah. See, that's the thing, too. When you watch the Jeter documentary, like – Jeter was a Yankee fan through and through, you know, yeah. like growing up in the whole nine yards. Like Judge wasn't. Judge was a Giants fan. You know what I mean? So, yep. I don't know, bro. The family, fam, that family chip is a big, big, big deal. And I mean, if, if his freaking parents and, you know, if he's got brothers and sisters, I don't know, man, if they could jump in a car and be at the ballpark in 30 to 45 minutes and, he can, you know, spend time with. I, I mean, that that's 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 a big deal, bro. My only thing with Cashman, if he doesn't bring Judge back, I don't think how could he be the GM of the team? Like, how could they bring him back? Yeah, I don't know, man. Well, he he's not on the contract with them right now, right? Oh, that's right. As of whatever was or October thirty first. Yeah, yeah, he was yeah. no longer. Ooh, yeah, crazy. Yeah, I mean he's been there a long time. So I gotta be honest with you. You're a Yankee fan too. Yeah. Too. Oh yeah. John, yeah. I gotta tell you something, bro. And I and this may come back to bite Yankee fans in the ass, bro. They were freaking booing him during those playoffs, man. When he yeah. hit that little, when he hit that little rough spot, and they freaking turned on him. And bro, I I gotta tell you too. I don't know, I don't know how much this plays into it, but. One of one of the reasons I left the W. First of all, money had nothing to do with me ever leaving the WWE ever. It had nothing to do with it. Vince was paying me well. Um, I was happy what Vince was paying me. As a matter of fact, bro, I wanted to get out so badly. I told him I wanted a million dollars a year because I knew he was going to say no. Th that's how badly. Like I, I was looking for every reason to get out. But um, one of the main reasons for me was when, when I looked at the journey with the WWE and I looked at where, where I started and where I was, I really felt like I'd done everything I could here. And then I was looking at WCW that was on the bottom again, and, I, and that was more challenging to me. Can, can I go to WCW without Vince? and bring that company back up. So, you know, with, with Judge, man, when you're hitting 62 home runs, you know, bro, you're probably not going to top that. So I, I don't know if, if there is a sense of, you know what, I've done everything I could do in New York. I mean, that, that may play into it. I know it did for me. Oh, man, it'd be crazy. But like you said, maybe they get three good players to replace them. Oh, absolutely. But yeah. Right. I don't know. The Yanks are in trouble. Uh, yeah, they're fu frustrating, frustrating team. But yeah. uh, let's get back to the business, the wrestling oh, business. Let's talk oh, about God. 
WWF In Your House 14 Revenge of the Taker, which was held on April 20th, 97 at the War Memorial Auditorium, Rochester, New York. The attendance 6,477. Pay-per-view buys 142K. Not, not too great here. It was interesting. For some reason, some site had it listed at, as over 11,000 people were there. So I was like, the Rochester... It's not that big, so I looked no, it up. It only not. it only holds ten thousand. So yeah, I was like, no, okay. I, I, so do I had to double check. It's six thousand. Yeah. I do remember for some reason, bro. I do remember that building. I like. I remember that building. I remember going to Poughkeepsie. Uh, yeah, that that was not a big building at all. So the big thing about this show is, according to your book, Forgiven, this is your first pay per view officially as a part of the creative team. What does that mean? And like, as far as are you the head? Are you just a part of it? Are you a key cog in the wheel? I don't know, bro. I don't know. I, I wish I knew the exact wording. I, I don't know if because there was no like team. You know what I'm saying? I mean, bro, for a long time, it was me and Vince. And then, you know, when when Vince felt comfortable enough with me and he wanted to concentrate on the other aspects of the business. That's when we brought Ed in. And so at that time, so I don't, I, I don't, I don't understand that. And I don't know if that's the exact thing I said. Um, un, unless I, I, I don't know, bro. I, I, I honestly don't know. For a while, for a while there, bro, at the beginning, it was me, Vince and Cornette. Then Cornette was taken out and it was just me and Vince. Then Vince got out and that's when we hired Ed. I don't know the timeline. Do you know like who put you in that spot? What was it Vince? Like as far as, hey, we want you part of the, the creative team. Well, originally it was Bill Watts. I mean, originally at the very beginning it was Bill Watts, but then it was Vince that threw the magazine down and said, this is what our show needs to be. And that's when he kind of, you know, shuffled the old guard out and, you know, started easing me into it. So how do your duties change? What were you doing? And then now what are you doing? I, I was forward? still doing the mag. I was bro. brother. When I was writing the television, I was still doing the magazine. I, I was. Oh, still, oh, yeah, man. I was still doing both jobs, bro. So, um, you know, I, I, I was still I was still doing both jobs. As far as producing, were you still producing the guys writing their verbiage and stuff? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yep. So, like Vince, like just like, I don't know, not a weird question, but Vince is giving you extra responsibilities, extra stuff. Does he give you extra pay? You start getting, oh, yeah. No, bro. Vince, bro, like I said, money was never an issue. I I mean, you know, bro, I was not making what wrestlers made, but bro, I'll, I'll never forget, man. Like, Man, I wish I could remember the exact amount, but I can't. Bro, I remember once I was I was uh, just on an elevator with Vince, and this is when we're really starting to take off, right? And, you know, I was on the second floor. Vince was on the fourth floor. So I remember I was getting off at the second floor, and he was continuing to go up to the uh, fourth floor. And uh, I, I remember, bro, he gave me an envelope. And he was like, you know, all he said, you know, was something to the effect of this is for you, pal. Gave me an envelope. And I remember, bro, going in my office, opening up the envelope, bro. I, I want to say it was 50 grand. Oh, my God. I mean, yeah, it, it wasn't because I remember it because it was an oh, my God moment. It really was an oh, my God moment. 
Bro, I started at the WWE. I'll never forget. I I I I got hired as editor of the magazine for sixty grand. I think when I was when I left, bro, I think I was making three fifty. Wow, nice. Yeah. So it, it that like I said, bro, that that was never ever ever an issue. I mean, he paid me really well. Then I remember um, I went to him, and this is when I was starting to feel like. You know, bro, this guy's burnt you to the ground. You you've done everything you could. Uh, he he, you know, he made the comment to me about my kids, which was really the breaking point. And that's when I said to him, I want a million dollars a year. I I I know what these guys are making. Vince, I want a million dollars a year. And I'll never forget this, John. This is a God honest truth. When I took the job with WCW. And I had to tell him on the phone. I, I had no other choice where I, I would have had no problem at all telling him in, in person. But what happened was I went to WCW on a Saturday. They they wanted to hold me over to a Sunday. Okay, bro, that Monday morning, I'm supposed to be at the old Meadowlands. So I met with them all day Sunday I'm flying back from Atlanta to Connecticut. There was a stopover in Philly. Bro, it was about 11 o'clock at night. He's expecting me at the building tomorrow. So I had no other, I had to call him on the phone yep. and say, Vince, I'm not going to be there tomorrow. I accepted a job with W. He, he thought I was ribbing. And I'm like, no. I'm working for WCW and, and I'll never forget it, bro. The last thing he said to me on that phone call was Vince, I was going to give you the money, meaning the million dollars. And I said to him, Vince, it was never about the money. He, 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 he didn't even realize the impact that that nanny comment had with me. He, I, I don't know if in his mind, he wanted to believe it was because of the money. The money had nothing to do with it. And I remember, you know, I, I talked to Shane a couple of years ago. And Vince told Shane the reason I left for WCW was for more money. And I had to tell Shane the real story. And Shane, there was a long pause when I explained that to Shane. And Shane said to me, he said, Vince, I am not surprised at that. I'm not surprised at that at all. He's like that with my kids. And 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 you know that that that's what that's when I knew. But yeah, so you know that that's that's how it went down. Wow. Huh. Yeah. So obviously here, I mean, we're in 97. These are the better times. You guys are in good graces here. Does he expect more of you as far as like your time like are you gonna be 24 oh god bro i'm i'm 24 so i'm at his beck and call i i mean i'm at bro like you know that, that's what people don't understand man like bro my, my kids were small at the time bro i'd be in a saturday matinee with my kids you know taking them to the movies vince vince calls bro we gotta leave we, we gotta go i can't tell you how many times you know saturday i got plans with the whole family Hey, uh, hey, hey, pal, you know, meet, meet us down, meet me down at TV, you know, in an hour. You, you, you dropped everything, bro. He, he could have, get, he, he didn't give a shit that you had a family and you had a wife and you had kids. He did not give a shit. 
And bro, that that's what bro. I was there for less than five years, and and these are the reasons why. Because my kids and my family were more important to me than to be at. The, and and it wasn't about money. If if it were about money, the money would have superseded everything. But what it really came down to, bro, was just my quality of life. And that was the difference with the WCW deal. The difference was, bro, I didn't have to. If I decided I needed a break and I didn't want to go to TV, I didn't have to go to TV. Like, I I did not actually have to go to Nitro and Thunder and all that shit every single week if I felt I needed a mental break. That that was a big part of the deal with Vince. Oh my God, miss a, miss a show? Forget about it, bro. Like, you, you know, you you you'd have to be on your deathbed to miss a show. There is no sick, pal. There's right? no sick, bro. Absolutely, and and like I said, bro. After five years, I was like, okay, bro, you you owned my ass for five years. That's I I gave you enough, man. It's over. So here in in 97, Revenge of the Taker, WCW is kicking your ass. I mean, they got the NWO and stuff. Is that also a part of the decision of why he wants you to be writing? It's like, man, we keep getting our ass kicked, but we're doing the same old thing. We need a new writer. We need uh, somebody in here to refuse us. Absolutely, bro. He didn't know what to do. He he, he didn't know what to do. Um, He knew everything they were doing was not working. You know, he knew, you know, like the Bruce Pritchards of the world and that old guard, Jim Cornette's, they were going to keep recycling the same wrestling crap. He had no choice, bro. He he really, really, what, what did he have to lose? If it didn't work out, he would have just, you know, put me back on the magazine. So he, he really didn't know what to do, but he knew he needed to do something. So when you go in, are you able to do your ideas like immediately, or is it one of the things you have to slow play? Oh, I, I, I got to slow. Bro, I, I'm I'm doing over on uh, Russo'sBrand.com. I'm breaking down the Attitude Era hour by hour. And I'm just getting into like January. What what year is this? 98? April 97. Yeah, I think I'm just getting into January of 97, I think. Or is it? Yeah, I think I'm just getting into January of 97, I believe. What year was Survivor Series? The uh, Montreal Screwjob? Yeah. That was 1997. Okay, I, I'm just getting into like 19... I, I think I'm just getting into 19... Like right right around that time was when I really, really was like... I, I mean, bro, like when, when I tell you I'm, I'm writing 100% of the show, I'm writing 100% of the show. But it did not start that way. It, 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 it was a gradual move me into that. So the first match is the LOD, Hawk and Animal, defeating Owen Hart and British Bulldog, who were the tag team champions, by DQ. So Owen and Bulldog retain. The match goes about 12 minutes, 15 seconds. It's just, I don't know, this didn't really click as well as far as LOD, Owen, and Bulldog. Bro, what, what, what's the date of this again? April 20th, 97. So right after WrestleMania 13. And WrestleMania 13 was Brett and Austin. Yep. Yeah, yep. bro, and you're gonna I'm have a rematch still, later. Yeah, I'm, 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 see, I, I, I am part of a team here because I, I, I kind of still am, I kind of still am a little on the outs, outskirts where I'm contributing, but 
I am not sitting down with Vince and writing the entire show. That that really that really didn't start till Cornette exited. Oh, I forgot to mention this: the dark match, the Sultan with Iron Sheik defeated Flash Funk. Yeah, in see, three that's, that, that tells you right there, bro. The Sultan ain't going to be a Vince Russo character. You know, every everybody will know that. What about Sheiky Baby? Yeah, well, she Sheiky Sheiky Baby was great to have around. I I used to love having him around, but the Sultan was not something. That was something I inherited. It's weird. LOD Owen Bulldog. You expect some awesome match, but I don't know for some reason it wasn't. It didn't really catch for some reason. It wasn't wasn't as good as uh, as I was hoping it was going to yeah, be. But I mean, okay. on, uh, yeah, on paper it sounds like it should be a good match. Yep. Um, the thing with uh, Owen and the Bulldog, too. Remember they were a little miscast. Do you remember like Clarence Mason was kind of floating around with? Not at this point, but at one point. So yeah. it's it's funny. It's like trying to get certain guys creatively in the right spots. Like because you could have all this great talent, but if they're not in the right creative oh, spot, it's like a waste. Bro, there are so many talents on the WWE roster now that that were at some point more over than they are now. Bro, that that should never happen. There should never be, you know, you, uh, the, the talent should not be coming down. And, and there are so many people on their roster now that at one point were at better spots. And 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 now they're, they've just been drugged down that should not be happening, bro. I agree. So then the next match, it, this is obviously definitely not your writing too because it's the part of the nation domination, but Savio Vega with Crush Farouk, J.C. Ice, Wolfie D, D'Lo Brown, and Clarence Mason defeated Rocky Maivia by a countout. So Rocky Maivia retains his Intercontinental Championship match. Goes eight minutes, 30 seconds. Not great here, but a lot of know interference here from this random group i know yeah, we talked well, about this it, before the, it's, the nation it, it's random bro because they don't know what to do with these guys i mean that that that's why rocky was put in the nation to begin with they they, they did not know what to do with them so they're thinking oh bro put him in the nation under under, under farouk's you know farouk will be with them on the road and teach him the ropes and this and that that's what they do when they don't know what to do with people I always like laughing about this group. Like, who thought like Savio, Crush, Farouk, PG thirteen, D'Lo, and Clarence Mason would be a good fit together? Bruce, really? Why? I don't. I don't even get it. I don't know, bro. I don't know. So you got a Spanish guy, the white guy, the black guy, but then two two other white guys and a random. You know what I mean? I don't like. How is that the nation of domination? It doesn't really fit. I have no idea. Bro, while I'm working there, I'm asking the same things while they're putting this shit together. Um, I don't know. Just weird. But also, obviously, we were saying Rocky Maivia. You knew that didn't work either, right? I mean, he was so corny. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, bro, you're seeing that now. You're you're seeing a replay of that now, bro. You're, You're seeing the same thing now. That's how wrestling people write a show. That's how they write a show, bro. You're seeing the same thing now. Oh my God, you hit my bong- you hit my bongos. We need to have a match. And why is Riddle even out there, bro? Riddle's out there because they don't know what to do with him. How, how, how do you not know what to do with this guy? He's probably one of the most talented guys on the roster. You keep putting him in these six-man tags because you don't know what to do with him. That's, that's how wrestlers write and produce television. A little bit of lazy booking there. Absolutely, bro. That that, that that that's a joke. Every week they start that way. 
the, this group is having a, an argument with this group, and here comes Riddle on his scooter, and we've got a six-man. Why? Because we need to get Riddle on the show, and we don't know what to do with him. Okay. What would you do with Riddle? I mean, I mean, bro, I'd have to, you know, I mean, I can't tell you off the top of my head, but he'd be in a program. I mean, there's no doubt about that. He would be in a major, major program and be in a good spot on the card. He wouldn't be opening up the show in a meaningless six-man tag. I mean, the people love for He's over with the kids. That That stuff is over. So you've got to take advantage of that, especially when you have such little star power. But the fact that they it, – it, 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 and it goes right back to the Miz and the Loomis angle. They, 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 don't, they don't know what to do with it. Okay, he, he's stalking Miz. What do we do with this? One, one week, Shawn Michaels is putting this guy in a match, and if he wins the match, he, gets, he, he has a contract. Yep. The next week, he's running away from security. They, they, they don't have a clue, bro. Weird stuff going on over there. But do you think that you need almost like a AEW, like what WWE did to you guys, to for somebody to kick them in the butt, like for real, and no, like bro, we got to shake the, things the, up? The 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 old school, the wrestling bubble, the hiring your friends. That 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 shit is so freaking old, bro. John, I swear to you, when I was in my positions in all three companies across the board. I lost friends because I didn't give them a job. Okay, my, 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 my deal was if you can help this company, you know, whether it's on the, on the, on the wrestling roster, whether it's behind the scenes, if you could help this company, I, I will help get you a job. I am not going to help get you a job because you're my friend. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to do that because I have a responsibility to the company paying me. And I lost friends over that. And I was okay, bro. But now it's like we, we just, the, the same people keep getting the same jobs over and over again. And then we expect things to magically change, bro. It, it blew my mind that Jeff Jarrett, was let go of the same job at WWE twice, and then he gets hired at AEW for the same job. Bro, he got released twice in that same spot. At the, my, my thing, I don't want to get hired by the wrestling business. I am done. I'm done. But my God, bro, there's so many good people out there that have not been in those spots that could probably bring a lot to these companies, but they just keep recycling the same people. You know, Triple H, you know, Vince fires Road Dog, Triple H fires Road Dog. Like, it's the same freak. Come on. It, 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 it's. I'm just so tired of it, bro. And that's why, that's why you get the same old wrestling product. That's why you get freaking the nation of domination with every, you know, nationality represented. And that's why you get, and that's when you get a, a, a Ms. Loomis storyline when they don't have a clue to what they're doing. So Savio wins that one by countout. I was wrong about that. Just to go back to the LOD match, I wanted to mention this because this will play a part in the main event. But Brett interferes and, and helps 
get the DQ. That's why LOD won. LOD actually thought they were going to win the titles for a second, did not, but that'll play a part for for later on with Austin and Brett in the main event. But just wanted to throw that out there. So a little bit of a you know something to kind of make sense for later that Brett would interfere there, and then obviously something's going to happen later. You know somebody's right. going to help him in in return. So the next match up here is two of your favorites. Jesse James defeats Rockabilly, Billy Gunn with the Honky Tonk Man in about seven minutes. Rockabilly, come on, bro. Like, you see what I'm talking about? I mean, this is exactly what I'm talking about. Jesse James and Rockabilly. Yes. What do you think about Rockabilly? Great gimmick, no? So you're probably well aware of this, and I don't know if you were part of this, but remember Disco got fired from WCW? Because he wouldn't jump to Jackie, so they, they they fired him. Supposedly, he might have been a free agent, so he was. Oh, I, be I was trying to get Disco hired, so he was going to be the honky tonk man, correct? Uh, man, I I don't know, I I don't know if we went that far, but I could tell you, I wanted to get Disco. I did not know Disco from a hole in the wall at that point. I just thought he was very talented over at WCW. So I have a conversation with Bruce. Because Bruce is the guy that would have to, because that this is telling you the positioning right now. I'm I'm under Bruce at this point. Yep. So I got to go to Bruce and I got to say, bro, the honky tonk man, this, that, and the other thing. So typical wrestling, bro. This is exactly what I'm talking about. Bruce has a conversation with Disco, and Bruce didn't like some of the answers Disco gave him to his questions. So that was the end of that. That that's how it works, bro. That's how guys get cock blocked. That like, bro. He, he, here's a perfect example. Now, from everything I'm reading, you know, Nick Aldis is a free agent. Yes. Okay. Bruce Pritchard hates Nick Aldis. Yep. He'll he'll never work at the WWE. Pritchard will make sure he'll go to Triple H and talk about what a problem he is in the locker room and this, that, and the other thing. So they they will pass on what could be a major talent for them because one single freaking person doesn't like him. That's what I'm talking about, bro. I I bro, I heard back in the day, not, not too long ago, like a couple of years ago. Vince actually was talking about bringing me back. Vince was. And somebody in the company, and I heard it was Bruce, and which would not surprise me at all, but somebody talked Vince out of it. That, that, that's, that's all that it takes, bro. And, and like I said, I did not work that way. If you were going to help us, I did not care what my personal views or opinions were. If I thought you were going to help us, we were going. To, I, I was going to, you know, I was going to convince Vince to bring you in. So obviously, Disco doesn't make it in, so we get Rockabilly instead. I mean, that just talk about not fitting. Oh my God, what Absolutely. the hell? That's Bruce. That that that's all Bruce, bro. And where is Bruce today? WB. There you go. Doing uh, creative, I guess, still with Triple H, I guess. Who knows? Who knows? Probably producing more, I would imagine. Now, Bruce is a great producer. I I mean, he is a great, probably the best producer I've ever seen. But coming up with original content and original characters, bro, you're talking about who? You're talking about Freddie Joe Floyd. You're talking about the goon. You're talking about T.L. Hopper. That's all nation, rockabilly. This is all under his umbrella. 
It's funny. He's like hitting the Mendoza line. He had Kane, right? Oh, that's a great one. And then yeah, Kane was, was like, great. <laughs> but but keep yeah. this in mind, bro. He didn't write for Kane. Right, but he thought thought up the idea. Yes, but if he would have written for Kane, bro, you you could have you could have seen something completely different. We we wrote for Kane. He it was his. I always give him credit for it, but he was not writing that shit week for week. And, and the funny thing is here, Jesse James is they call him the real Double J. Double J. I mean, obviously making fun of Jared. Exactly. Obviously. Yeah. Right. Taking a shot at Jared, who left, took his ball yep. and went to WCW. Yep. yep. So, I don't know. To me, like Honky Tonk Man with Billy Gunn. Also, it's like, what are you just trying to get Honky Tonk Man out there? It's like makes no sense. I don't know. Unless, bro, listen, I, I I don't know, but unless maybe the guy was down on his luck and really needed a payday, and maybe he went to Vince. I I I don't know. I don't know. But it's like Billy Gunn and Honky Tonk Man. I don't know. Just the square peg, round hole, whatever you want to say, just doesn't fit at all. Yep. That seems to be the, the theme of a lot of WWF at this point, and probably why WWF kicking your ass. You know absolutely, what I mean? Absolutely, absolutely, bro, bro. And I, and I say this all the time too. With the current product, there are so many people miscasted. So many people miscasted in roles. That, uh, Alexa Bliss with Bray Wyatt. Yep. I mean, there, there, there are so many people like that. They're teasing that again. It looks like. Bray and Alexa Bliss. Yeah, I don't know. It's weird. It I don't Oscar. think Bliss and Oscar work together either. They don't, bro, bro. And I was saying this when she was doing that little sit-down talk show. Yes, she was great. Yep. She she's good. It's not her. She is good, bro. She, I I think this this I think Alexa Bliss could be in movies, television. Oh, yeah. yep. You know. But it, look, look at look at what they put her in, bro. It's it's not her, bro. Look at bro. Look 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 at Bailey, bro. No, nobody has come up with the idea that Bailey would be a million times over if she was a Karen. She looks like a Karen, bro. <laughs> Make her a Karen. That's what's gonna give her heat. What 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 is Bailey's character? There is no character. She's got no character, bro. Make her a full blown uh, Karen, bro. You don't know how to do that. There's a million videos of Karen on on YouTube. Go to YouTube and put in Karen, and you will see how a Karen acts, bro. You make her a Karen. She will have so much heat. How do they not figure that out? <laughs> I don't know. Da damage control is terrible. Bliss is oh, awesome. I, I think terrible. Bliss is great. Great she's character. A, she's a great talent, bro, in a horrible, horrible role. And Bailey probably should be a baby face. If you're not going to do the Karen stuff, she should be a baby face. I agree. I, I agree. She's 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 in no, no man's land. So back to Revenge of Taker. Oddly enough, you're the... The show is called Revenge of Taker, but he's not in the main event. So Undertaker, who's the world champion, defends the title against Mankind with Paul Bearer. Undertaker wins pretty damn good match here in about uh, 17 minutes, 30 seconds. Why wasn't he a part of the main event, but the show is called Revenge of Taker? I don't know, bro. The only thing I could think of is a lot of people don't realize this. When you come up with those posters and the names of the pay-per-views and all that crap, 
it's three it's like three three to six months prior bro yeah that that's how that's how the name dx got started months before um creative services had come up with the name of dx for an in your house right Mo- December of 97, months yeah. before Mo- and i saw that when we were putting the group together and i was like holy crap that is a great name for this group but um probably bro like you've got to come up with the creative for creative services so they get all the the advertising and the promotion done that's at least three months in advance. So it, it it could be that things changed over those three months. That that's what I would think. After Taker wins, he that's he then throws a fireball in Paul Barrow's face. <laughs> just for just for good measure. So I mean we're kind of building obviously eventually up to Kane showing up, but yeah. it's interesting that mankind which is maybe the feud that saved Undertaker for a little bit. It's like continuing on the feud, yeah. but Undertaker kindly vanquishes him and, and gets his revenge on him. Yeah. So the main event of the evening, Stone Cold Steve Austin defeats Bret Hart by DQ in about 21 minutes. This was a match to determine the number one contendership for the WWF title. Uh, pretty damn good match. Not as good as WrestleMania, but pretty damn good match. Bulldog interferes, and, and that kind of causes the DQ. So earlier, Brett helped him. He now helps Brett, but Austin gets the win and is number one contender. Why DQ finish here to end a paper? That, that's bro, that, 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 that's them again, because I'm asking the same thing. I, I, I am 1,000% asking the same thing, um, especially so Brett would have already beaten Austin at WrestleMania, right? Did Austin ever get his win back over Brett? So here by DQ, yeah, but not they, by not by by pinning him. No, because remember they have the match on Raw too, and Austin beats the shit out of him, throws him in the ambulance, and and destroys him. Technically, he wins, but he didn't pin him though. Yeah, I, yeah. I I mean, bro, they they definitely were using that first match to set up the run in with. They, they do. It, it's the same formula today, bro. They, they 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 did this like four weeks in a row where earlier in the night. Seth Rollins would interfere in Riddle's match. And then, oh, oh, oh Seth Rollins is in the main event. Oh, R- Riddle's not going to. They did that for like four weeks in a row. So obviously they did that finish in the first match to set up the run-in. Bro, a lot of times like that that's their way of protecting Brett. But yeah. I don't think losing a... A, a, a great match, a hard-earned match uh, to to uh, Steve Austin. I don't think that's going to hurt Brett at any in any way, shape, or form. I always thought it was weird too because Austin could have used the pin <laughs> pinfall. Yeah, I know Brett eventually at SummerSlam is going to win the title, but I always thought like, wow, he could have really used that pin. I, I mean, he technically beats him twice, but he doesn't really beat him. Yeah, I agree, bro. I agree with that one hundred percent. I agree with, bro. They they use formulas. That that's the problem, bro. They can't get out of these formulas, and 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 then they they go on for so long that they become tiresome. Yep. And uh, you know, bro, it, it's like you know, we we started with uh, Loomis taking Miz from the ring, bro. Three months later, we're right back at the same thing. He, yeah. he did, you know, that, that that's yeah. what I'm saying, bro. Bro, to me, the WWE reminds me so much of the gerbil that goes around in the wheel. They, and it just it never goes anywhere, bro. It just it never it goes round and round and round and never goes anywhere. So to end the show, really, Owen and Bulldog are trying to 
uh, beat up Austin. Austin chases them off. He puts, uh, he hits Brett with a chair. He he's really targeting the knee. He applies the sharpshooter. The officials have to pull Austin off of Brett because he's gonna like literally kill him. So it's almost like the reversal of what happened at WrestleMania, except right. for now Austin has him in the sharpshooter and he's not letting go. So yeah. Good stuff by them too, but I I wonder if it was going to eventually lead to because Austin still feuds with the the Hart Foundation going forward. Like the Hart Foundation will cost Owen or Austin title shot against Undertaker. Then he'll start feuding with Owen. Obviously, then he breaks his neck, but he still would feud with them. The Canadian Stampede, that great five on five match involving LOD. Yeah. So you're continuing on with Austin Brett. I wonder if that was in the cards for future that he was going to finally get his big win over Brett. It probably was, bro, because of, like I said, how long they were just, you know, like stretching stuff out. So yeah. it, it, it it probably was, bro. I mean, to give them the benefit of the doubt, uh, it very well could be, but just never got to that point because of what happened with Brett. So this is an interesting thing that always happened with the in your house shows they have dark matches after the show goes off the air off the main event because i guess people are there they want them there for because in your house is basically two hours let's give them three hours doug furnace and lafon defeated the godwins and then hunter hearst helmsley defeated gold dust that match goes 20 minutes so i mean they're going home but that's what they're going home on not yeah. necessarily what we're seeing at home it, it's i don't know i guess it's a weird strategy but i get you know they're taping it for other reasons and then i guess they're giving people it's still a little weird worth. though bro because yeah gonna, i don't like it yeah you're gonna have a flat flat crowd after brett and austin that's almost like you okay we get austin and brett the two best guys and then, then like all right then we get and a gold is triple h are good but at that point 97 it's like the highest of highs and it's like okay we're yeah. going back to the mid card it's weird yeah it, it's very 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 weird bro Bro, there's there's a um, you know there's a Tony Khan is horrible. The two time Booker of the Year is horrible at this. There's a way to set up a card, yeah. And and, and the card it's supposed to crescendo, bro. Like that's how a card should crescendo. A television show should can, can, uh, crescendo. Build, 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 build. They don't even know how to do that. I, I mean, they they don't even know how to format a show the right way, bro. So do you like? where you're headed here with this show at least some no. of it, like austin and brett at least or no yeah no bro like i i i'd say you know austin brett maybe undertaker mick but th there there are so many characters that you know either we have to kill or either yeah. we have to reposition them and put them in the in, in their proper spots and that's going to take time bro that's that's not going to take a week all right, let's hit the plugs. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Two Man Power Trip. Check the website tmptempire.com. Patreon, patreon.com slash tmptempire. Vince, what do you got? Yeah, guys, you can check out russosbrand.com, and that's under the uh, channelattitude.com uh, umbrella. And then we got separate shows on patreon.com forward slash russotwc. All right, thank you, everybody, for listening. And we'll see you right back here next week on the podcast. See you next time, folks. This has been a John Paz Power Trip production in conjunction with the Two Man Power Trip of Wrestling. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Two Man Power Trip. You can check us out on Facebook. You can subscribe on YouTube. You can go to patreon.com slash TMPT Empire to become a patron. And also check out the website tmptempire.com and buy a shirt at prowrestlingtees.com. Two Man Power Trip, where the power lies brother.